I've been working on this sermon for two weeks. For two weeks. And she put the bulletins with the uh, title of the sermon and the scriptures. And Friday night about three, <laughs> it's a Saturday morning, about three o'clock in the morning, God said, no, <laughs> you're going to talk about something else. So on the good side, the, the sermon that I prepared on the Beatitudes was about 45 minutes long, and this one is about 20. So that ought to be at least good for one amen. amen. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know much about me, I spent 31 years working in packing houses. I was a meat bearer for the USDA. I did not use a knife very much, a little bit, but I was surrounded by thousands of men and women who were experts at it. The two most important tools a meat cutter uses is his knife. And he's still. Now, this, this by itself, I don't know what you use it for. Hammer, maybe a pry bar, or maybe you can prop up open, prop open a window with it. Uh, the point is, by itself, it's kind of useless. Stop and think about it. They just don't use it much. It kind of reminds me of uh, believers in Jesus Christ who don't want to be bothered, who don't want to be heard, who don't want to be seen. They never volunteer. They're just there. We are told by God to be ambassadors of Christ, to, to enhance His kingdom, to glorify Him. And for those of us who, who don't want to do nothing, I hate to say this, but as far as God is concerned, what you saw there, this, this starts out being a very effective tool. But through time, through time, if you don't apply the proper care and management of it, it turns into a saw. And not a very good one at that. And if you let it go long enough, it, just like this, 
becomes useless by itself. This reminds me of like newborn babes in Christ. Especially the teenagers on up. They start out gun hope for Christ. You see them everywhere. They volunteer to do everything that they can do for the Which is good. There's nothing wrong with it. But without the proper mentoring and discipleships and training, when the storms of life bear upon them, unfortunately, if they're not careful, they will go back into their old ways of doing things, their old lifestyle, old habits, which is probably not going to glorify God. But you put the two together. You have an unbeatable combination. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so does a man sharpen another. There's a proper way to do this. Wayne back here, he's a professional at this. I met him 25 years ago, I think. He was a meat cutter and circus packing. There's a proper way to do this. So if there's a proper way to do this, that means that means an improper way to do it as well. If you throw a bunch of people in a classroom or a committee or a church that they just barely know each other's names, don't expect much to come out of it. It takes time to get to know each other. It takes takes energy. But as iron sharpens iron, so does another one sharpen, one man sharpens another. I used to have to go into kosher plants across the United States. There's a few of them. Kosher plant is planted. Cattle are prepared just for the Jewish com community under Jewish law. The law that goes all the way back to the books of Deuteronomy and Leviticus. I am not going to go into detail what goes on there because we got some kids here. But in Leviticus, it states that an animal, beef, cows, that is supposed to be consumed by the Jewish community has to be prepared according to the law. Strict guidelines and requirements must be met. 
The Jewish rabbi is the one that actually kills the animal. In the book of Leviticus, it states that the animal must bleed, must die by bleeding to death. And it must be done by a single stroke of a very sharp knife. And it must be a clean cut. So the rabbi is standing there in front of the Santa cow. And after he uh, cuts the throat, he will check the knife. And if there's a neck in the blade, the animal is rejected for kosher because it was not done by a clean cut. Sometimes you get nicks in these blades. Sometimes they are so small you can't even see them. But you can feel it. To the expert with a knife, you can feel it. As you glide the blade across the steel. If these nicks are not taken care of properly, by taking it to the stone and grinding them out, it does not become an effective tool. Sometimes we get nicks in our lives. Sometimes we get nicks in our churches. And if we're not together, serving one another in fellowship and unity, sometimes these nicks will go by unnoticed. How many times have we sat in our pews in our classrooms listening to a speaker and the speaker, unaware of what you as an individual is going through, but yet God will use those words to speak to your heart to notify you of some problems that he wants you to take, take care of. It happens all the time. If we allow God to be in control of our churches, to be in charge of our churches, just like the expert craftsman with a knife is in charge of the two blades, he will work through us, taking care of the nits, taking care of us. And when we come together, good things are going to happen. Matthew 18, 20 says, For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am also. If we allow God to be the one in charge, things will start to happen. As iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. This proverb also indicates the need for fellowship with one another. Get to know one another. But the problem that we have sometimes as churches is we let the meal or the fun be the center. And it's not. In order for us to sharpen it, to keep able, keep things sharp. We must be focused on the fellowship of getting to know each other. <clears throat> Just like the early church did. 
Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. I'm going to read it off of here. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. They fear, then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together, and they all things in common. And they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continually daily they one accord in the temple and breaking bread. House to house they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily. That's what's key here. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. As iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. Another point this makes another point this makes Is the opportunity to fill the law of Christ. Paul says that we are to carry and share the issues of burden us daily, to lament over our personal sin, to give advice to one another how to repent from that sin, and to rejoice when we conquer the sin. This is a knife that has been neglected. <laughs> it's been neglected. Actually, this is a homemade knife that never was finished. It's not shiny no more. It's not sharp no more. In fact, it's falling apart. <laughs> but it's still a knife. It's just not a very useful one. We have people in our churches that are born again believers, and they always will be, but sometimes they're just as neglected or dull as what this is. And I'm not talking to senior citizens, I'm talking to everybody. If you are 30 years old and you were saved when you were five, and you never left the church, and you're a seasoned believer. Correct? We have ministries in our church. And when I say our church, I'm just talking to general churches that have been neglected for years. Ministries that might have worked 30 years ago, but they're not working now. 
Let us therefore be encouraged to spend more time together. This knife is shiny. And shiny. You can, I can see my beard in this thing. It's shiny. It's sharp. Because I've spent much time in keeping it sharp. And keeping it polished. We need to be encouraged to spend more time together. Encouraging, praying. Sharing God's word, praying over God's word, praying for the needs of our local church, praying for the needs of the corporate church. And when we do, we will be sharp and shiny. Our ministries will grow. As iron sharpens iron. So there's another man sharpening another. Psalms 133 verse 1 says, How good and pleasant is it when brothers live together in unity. Therefore, Hebrews chapter 20, Hebrews chapter 10 Verses 24 and 25. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, exhorting one another. So much more that the, as you see the day approaching, it's Seasoned believers, young and old seasoned believers, you are never too busy or too old to share the gospel or to share your wisdom and your knowledge to someone else. Name me one person in the Bible that retired from spreading the word of God. There isn't one. Babes in Christ, teenagers, young ones. We have adults that are babes in Christ as well. Listen to those around you. Listen to what they say. Take heed on what they say. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, most of them have been through the same things you, you're going through now. We have the we have the battle scars to prove it. As we're gathered together, we're we're fixing to go, go down the hall and sit in front of the table and eat a meal. Fundraiser for the youth. It is great. But as we gather around the table. Don't let the food be the center of the fellowship. Because when we do, the only sharp things in will be the kitchen knives down there. And I've used some of those kitchen knives down there, and I'm not very sure. <laughs>
But we can all do better, each and every one of us. And there's no reason that we should be strangers. And, and I'm sad to say that I'm talking to myself because I see people who've been sitting here for quite some time, and it's sad to say. And I don't know your name, but we can all do better. And when we do come together as a church in unity, good things is going to happen. As iron sharpens iron, so does one hand sharpen another. That didn't even take 20 minutes, did it? Wow. Well, next time you'll get the Beatitude Sermon. <laughs> Lord Jesus Christ, I come before you, Lord. I thank you for the words that we received, and I hope and pray these words, your words and not mine. I pray, pray for unity within the church, within your body. I pray that we come together and worship you always. I pray that we come together as one to help help work through the nicks that's in our lives and in our churches. Lord, it's all about you. We are here to glorify you and only you in the spirit of word. We love, love you so much, Lord. We thank you so much. In your name. <laughs>